in the middle. And what a finish that is. Mason Mounts. That is extraordinary from Fikayo Tomori. Loses Callum Hunt to the door. And there it is. His first goal. For Chelsea, the teenager. A moment he will remember. Hello and welcome back to the Chelsea Spot Podcast. You can find all our links in the description, including Spotify, iTunes, our website with fantastic articles, our Twitter. Uh, today I'm joined by at AC Paris Pass. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm all good. And we're going to be previewing the FA Cup final against Arsenal with an Arsenal fan. So for that, we are joined by Sam Elvidge on Twitter at Elvidge Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Looking forward to the game. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So, what we're going to do is we're going to treat it like sort of Sam in the red corner, Pass in the blue corner. You guys are going to be up against each other, um, arguing against each other for different reasons why Chelsea might win, why Arsenal might win. But the first thing that I wanted to kind of discuss is how important is this game for both teams, right? Because we remember Baku last year... um, it was a lot more important for Arsenal, but you know they still managed to bottle it. But that's not that's not what I'm guessing at. What I'm guessing at is, um, you know, I get the feeling that that's a bit similar this year. Is that right, Sam? Yeah, there is worrying flashbacks of Baku because it's it's almost the exact same sort of situation, except we're fighting for a Europa League spot rather than a Champions League. So you could scale it down slightly. But again, Chelsea. Not much to play for. Obviously, Lampard wants his first trophy as a manager. And it's good for a young side like Chelsea to get their first trophy. It is still, we've got a lot more to fight for. And I think you've got to hope the players have got Baku in their thoughts. Because if they're not up for it this weekend, I don't think they're cut out for playing in big games, to be honest. But you've you've got to think about that and see what effect that would have. But hopefully... Hopefully that'll be just a sort of side thought and they'll be able to focus on the game, but that'll add a little bit of passion. Well, I think we've, we've seen that passion quite recently when you beat both Man City and Liverpool. What do you think You know, the Arsenal side will want to carry over from those games into this game? I think it's a very, it's a very unpredictable game because obviously Man City and Liverpool, they come out and they try and dominate teams. Um, Whereas Chelsea, as we've seen in our two previous games, it's sort of been a mixture of which teams controlled the game. It's not as though one side's dominated. Whereas City and Liverpool, you can afford to let them dominate and try and hit them, hit them on the counter. So therefore, I'm really unsure as, as to whether we're going to try and dominate the game, try and control possession, or we're going to play how we did against City and Liverpool and rely on a counter-attack. So it's quite unpredictable and I'm glad I'm not in Mikel Arteta's position of having to pick the tactics because it's always very easy to be the opposition. So if it does go wrong, you can easily go, oh, tactics are wrong. But it's a very tough, tough decision for him to make. And Pass, just on you, how important is the game for Chelsea? I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, it's obviously not... I don't think it is as important as Arsenal's, but, like, I still think Lampard really badly wants to win this trophy. We've seen it. Uh, we've seen how we performed in the semi-final and the, the mentality of the players up till now has been top... has been really good, like, in the FA Cup. Uh, and also for the youth players, will be really good experience trying to win a 
trying to get a trophy in their first season and these guys have been have worked up through the academy trying looking up to the FA Youth Cup and uh, we remember in the FA Youth Cup I think it was Rhys James, Tino Andrin against Arsenal in the final when we won um, and they would want to replicate that again in the uh, in, in the final this weekend but I wouldn't say it's as important as Arsenal's but I still think the players are going to be really up for it I think either way it's an FA Cup final. All the players, a lot of these players haven't won um, a trophy with their teams. Um, so I think either way, the players will be up for it. Um, it's just a matter of executing the game plans, really. But looking forward to it. I think I, as a Chelsea fan, get the feeling that Frank Lampard really, really wants to win it because, you know, he played in a time when it was perhaps seen as a more prestigious uh, honour than it is nowadays which I'm not the biggest fan of because I still think it should be uh, really prestigious but you know either way it, it's not as as big of a, a trophy as it used to be in Frank Lampard's playing days but I think maybe he doesn't recognise that as much as some other people do and as a result he, he just wants to ruin it really badly and especially in his first season it would be great to get that that silverware um, but we mentioned Baku for Arsenal how much has the team changed from the team that lost 4-1? Because, you know, obviously the one goal was scored by Alex Awobi, a great strike. He's obviously not at the club anymore. Um, how, how much else has it changed? Yeah, I think in terms of... It's not necessarily the names that have changed. It's sort of a very similar lineup. However, I think the sort of... Um, the mentality of the players has clearly changed since Arteta's joined the club. Um, I feel like there's more of a togetherness than there was um, when we played you in Baku last year. Um, I think with Ceballos, he's been he's been a huge he's made a huge change for the club because since uh, since lockdown, before lockdown, he was he was a good player, but um, he wasn't able to control and dominate games like he's been doing recently. And since then. We saw it with him and him and Jack are in the centre midfield. Um, they've been able to control games more, and the actual passing is better. Obviously, Pepe's come in, club record fee, and I think he's done well. I think he gets a lot of stick. Obviously, that's only natural when the fee's that large, especially for a club like Arsenal who don't tend to pay that sort of fee. Um, I think, but I do think the sort of mentality of the players has changed, and I think. Arteta's come in and he's worked out which players aren't buying into his sort of um, vision. For example, Ozil, Granduzzi. Um, and he said, look, if you don't want to be here, I'm not going to force you to be here. I want players who will play for the shirt. And I think that's what we're slowly getting at. And with a few buys over, then I think hopefully we can get to that. Um that's got to be the hope. But I do think it's certainly changed. All right. I was just wondering also, because you mentioned Ceballos and Xhaka, how they're controlling the midfield. That's been seen in a kind of 3-4-3 formation, hasn't it? But I, I'm fairly sure that in Arsenal's last game of the season against Watford, they played a 4-3-3. I think Joe Willock played. Um, yeah. So how do you expect Arsenal to set up at Chelsea, against Chelsea? And obviously... The other thing to consider is that Chelsea have been playing a 3-4-3 in the last two matches, I think, against Man United and against Wolves. 
Yeah, I think, um, as I said, it's a very unpredictable game in terms of lineups. Um, do we try and control the game? Do we sit back and counter? Um, I personally think three at the back is a necessity. Arteta said himself, the quality of our playing squad at the moment isn't capable of two at the back. Um, three at the back, Louise is far better in a three. Um, and obviously we put Tierney in as an extra centre-back because Mustafi's out. Um, but I think three at the backs, we definitely need that. I think what it will be, I think, I don't see too much need to change from the City game. You saw the way that worked, the dynamic of the players. And I think that's what we should go with again. Saying that, I don't know. Will we go with it? We played When we played Chelsea um, earlier on in Arteta's first home game, I think we played a, um, a 4-3-3. Um, and it worked. We did control the game. Obviously, we lost because of a few errors from players, which is, that's, that's our issue. We've always got a catastrophic error in some of our players, which is an issue, but that's something... I mean, when you look to. at... When you look at the back line of Mustafi, Louise, and Kalasinac, it doesn't, doesn't fill you with confidence. It doesn't no. scream safety. <laughs> yeah, no. But I think in a three, they there's less risk involved because they can afford to sort of... The, I think the communication is just a lot better when there's three at the back because what tended to happen was when it was Louise and Mustafi, one person would leave it. The other person think, oh, he's meant to be marking him, but I'll go mark him. So then he leaves the player free. And then the communication wasn't there. And then they'd both be looking at each other, both blaming each other. The old classic Mustafa with his hand in the air after he's made a stupid mistake. Um, but so I think I'm my, should I give you my lineup? What I think we should go with. Go on. So I think Emmy Martin is in goal. Obviously, Leno's on his way back and he'll be fit for next season. So that would be interesting to see who we go with next year because Martinez has been fantastic. Um, Maybe we so can then, sign him up. Yeah, yeah, I actually did hear rumours of that. I heard Chelsea were really? interested in Martinez. I don't know the source. I assume it probably mm. wasn't the most reliable if two Chelsea fans haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I did hear that. He's double the goalkeeper that both of yeah. you have, you've got. So yeah, um, he's made some great saves and he's been... He's been a revelation. It's quite nice to see because he's been at the club for a very long time, waited patiently. And I'm just quite amazed because before lockdown, we played him in Europa League games and I just thought, oh, he's not great. I don't feel comfortable here. And now he's come in since he's been given the chance and he's been fantastic. So um, so I reckon five at the back, sort of wing backs though. Um, Bellerin right back. Holding Louise Tierney, Tierney playing left centre back, holding right centre back with Louise down the middle. Um, Maitland Niles at left wing back. We saw how he played against City, Sterling in his in his pocket the whole game. Um, he was good, and I was surprised because I wasn't sure. I don't think any Arsenal fans were sure when they saw Maitland Niles in the starting lineup. Um, but he did really well. So I think he's deserved, he's earned the chance. He's played really well there. He's, without him playing as well as he did, maybe we wouldn't be in the final anyway. So I think he's earned his chance. Um, Xhaka and Ceballos, two centre mids. Um, Ceballos is the pivot, turning, spraying balls left, right, centre. That's the hope. Um, Pepe right wing, Aubameyang left wing, Lacazette up top. That's my sort of lineup. 
And the thing with this lineup, I think if we were to go out and get an early goal, or if you were to score an early goal, it's quite versatile, quite manoeuvrable. Maitland Niles prefers to play in the centre mid, and as much as he hasn't had that chance for Arsenal, it does mean we can move it Tierney at left back, Maitland Niles coming in to centre mid into a 4 3 3. So if you were to get an early goal and we needed to push, then that could be an option. I think it leaves, it gives us options, this lineup, but it's going to be very interesting to see what Mikel picks. All right, I'll go over to you now, Parson. How do you reckon? Well, I guess it's a different question. I could ask how do you reckon Frank Lampard will set up, and then I could ask if you were Frank Lampard, how would you mm. set up? It might not give the same answer. Which one are you asking? Um, <laughs> how would you set up? How would I set up? Okay, so there are. I was just having a think about what Sam said, and it got me thinking. There are two reasons why I'd pick the four-three-three. Um, one of them being, um, if you remember when we, when Chelsea played Arsenal away, uh, we started off with a three at the back, I think it was, and then we switched formation quickly and Jorginho came on. And that was more just the formation change rather than the Jorginho, and then we just controlled the game from then on. Um, and then secondly, the, like Orlando said in our last podcast, the 4-3-3 allows Pulisic, Mount and Willian all to play together. And they are three... They are. They have been our three best players along with Giroud uh, since the restart, and we can we can start all four by only playing four three three. If we're being honest, unless we play Mount in the midfield in the three four three, but then I'd only play the four three three if N'Golo Kante is fit, as I don't think Jorginho is strong enough defensively in the Regista role. Um, so it's really confusing. If Kante is fit, I would play the four three three. I'd play. Um, I'd play Caballero in goal without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I think he, obviously he's the cup keeper as well, but even then he's just better than Kepa. Left back, I'd play Azpilicueta. Um, it's probably quite harsh on Alonso, who's been quite good since the restart. Um, but I would play uh, Azpilicueta with Zuma and Rudiger next to them in two. I like normally Zuma and Tomori is our I would say is our best centre back partnership. But obviously Tomori hasn't even played a single minute since the restart, so he's just not going to be match fit. Um, at right back, I'd start Reese James. I think it'd be a really interesting battle uh, with him next to Saka. Um, in the midfield, I'd play Kante as the holding role. Now he's never before this well before the restart he's never played CDM but this is the first time we've sort of seen him in that deeper role and he's looked really good to be honest um obviously it's not going to be perfect he's new to this role himself but he's still got the passing ability which Jorginho has and obviously he can defend quite well um as the two number eights normally I would say Ross Barkley and Mason Mount because I think Barkley's best position is in the eight, but he hasn't played much in the last two games. He's been ill. Um, and Kovacic, he doesn't look that strong in an eight in the 4-3-3, but he is still one of our better players in our team, and you sort of have to start them in a the final. Um, so I'd go Kante, Mount and Kovacic, and for our front three, I'd go Pulisic, Giroud and, and, sorry, and Willian. I'd love Hudson-Odoi to play. I'd love him to start against Arsenal. But I just can't see it happening. And same with Tammy. I'd love for him to play against Arsenal, but I just can't see it happening. I think I would go nearly the same in terms of player selection, but I would actually stick with the four, uh, with the three four three, which means I would probably drop Willian 
Um, even though he's been really good, I just think, I don't know. If he's on the way out, I want to be playing players who are going to be here next year and they can build on if, if we win the game and stuff. So that means it would be, uh, I'll bring in Marcus Alonso at left wing back, obviously. Back three would be um, Azpilicueta, Zuma and Rudiger. Rechange on the right, Kante, Kovacic, and then front three of Pulisic, Giroud and Mount. Um, because I think that's also Mount's best position, probably. Um, and also, when, when we've got that kind of... The reason I sort of made that decision when you were going through your lineup, that midfield three of um, Kante, Kovacic uh, and Mount, it doesn't fill me with... Uh, confidence is I mean it's good like on paper but we've seen that midfield play so many times this season that it just hasn't really worked out um, mm-hmm. and maybe if, if that switches to a double pivot with Mount playing a bit further forward I could be talked into that but I think I'd rather I'd rather play the 3-4-3 the three, three. Um, especially if Arsenal are going to set up that way um, because we went toe-to-toe with Man United in the semi-final obviously they're in the same formation until Eric Bailly had to go off with an injury and we were we were just better than them in in every single position, um, just like one v one. And you know, I would argue that Man United probably have a better squad than Arsenal. So if we can do it to them, we can do it to Arsenal. Um, maybe Sammy, you might worry about that. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I don't know. It's I think United should have given you a harder game than they gave you in that semi. Um, yeah. I think. I was baffled when I found out they were resting players for an FA Cup semi-final. Obviously, Champions League is huge, but that really, it almost shows the extent of which the FA Cup's importance has decreased because usually that would be one of the biggest games of the season, if not the biggest, um, no matter what you're doing in the league. Um, So I thought they should have given you a better game than they did. Um, I'd argue that they, on paper, I'd say our team is goes toe-to-toe with theirs, apart from defensively. Um, but they they do play well together, especially with Rashford coming into his own and Martial recently. Um, and Mason Greenwood up top. I think it's been, it's been a while since Arsenal have played um, United, the new form United, what was it? New Year's, um, new Year's Day that they last played them. So I think it'd be interesting to see next season how we line up against each other and what, what the score is. But I, I'm i always going to argue for my team over um, another. <laughs> I think there is that level of bias there, obviously. Um, but no, I think it will be interesting to see what happens when Arsenal do face off against Man U next year, for sure. All right. So I think what we're now going to jump into is a few key battles in this game. So one that I, well, you already talked about it a bit, Sam, but one that I, I would look out for is Maitland-Niles v Pulisic if they do both end up starting because we've seen Maitland-Niles when he's uh, started for Arsenal in, in big games. He's often done well against some of the best wingers in the league. I think yeah. Wilfred Zaha, uh, as you said, Raheem Sterling before. Um, so I think that could be a real key battle to look out for. And I don't yeah, think sure. they've seen like well, at least since the restart, I don't think there's been a single fullback who Christian Pulisic hasn't got the better of. Um, yeah. Um, 
before the restart, I was very much anti Pulisic. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I maybe it's that I didn't watch him enough, but I think since the restart, there's absolutely no no doubt in my mind that he's he's a top quality player. Um, and it's a shame because I'd love to say I don't rate him, but <laughs> unfortunately, been a great purchase for Chelsea. Um, mm. But no, I think that'll be interesting. I am interested to see because obviously I said start Maitland Niles. Um, I really like Bukayo Saka. Um, I've got his name on the back of my shirt. I'm going to get the same next year. But at the same time, I think Maitland Niles defensively is just stronger. Um, Saka is a player that can come on and change the game a bit more than Maitland Niles could. Um, so I think it's a lot more secure to start with um, Maitland Niles over Saka. Even though he's been very good this season, I'd rather start with Maitland Niles um, because he can play at centre mid um, and then bring on Saka at either left or right wing. Probably right because he's been a lot better when he's played on the right. But um, yeah, I think. Would you not think about playing? Would you not think about playing Saka left wing back and Maitland Niles right wing back? I think Bellerin's got to start. Um, I think he's got the experience um, in the big games and I think he's a no-brainer for me. Um, I think I just don't feel... It, it's all dependent on how we set up. Are we going to go and try and control the game? Are we going to try dominate possession? If so, then maybe Saka's your man because he's better offensively. Um, and Maitland-Niles... The reason I'm starting him is assuming we're not going to try and dominate the game and we're going to counter-attack because he's far better one-on-one defensively um, than Saka is. Obviously, Saka is originally a winger, um, whereas Maitland-Niles originally holding midfielder. Um, so I just think it's a lot less risky. But then again, Arteta might come out. For all we know, Arteta might come out and play a 4-3-3. It really is that unpredictable. Um, because... It's just, we've seen our five at the back, well, wing-backs. We've seen five at the back with wing-backs working, um, for example, against against Spurs. It worked controlling the game. Um, but I just don't know. I think, I think it'll be a similar sort of scenario. I think we will try and dominate possession. Whether we'll succeed, what with Chelsea's high press, I'm not sure. But, yeah, if we're going to try and control the game, maybe Saka's the man, but... I'm not sure what I really couldn't predict what we're going to try and do um, because when we're when we're controlling the game, it tends to work when the other it tends to not work when the other team are just sitting back and not allowing any space in behind, which I can't see Chelsea doing. Chelsea aren't just going to sit back against us; they're going to want to get a bit of the ball as well and try and play. Um, so therefore, controlling the game could work. There's options there, but like we saw against Villa, we tried to control the game didn't work, they got a counter-attack, we just couldn't break. We haven't got that creativity. We haven't got that Meza Ozil at the moment. He's not starting or even on the bench. Um, so that's where 100% we need to invest over the summer, just a bit more creativity because all we've got creatively is Pepe. Aubameyang scores goals creatively, not the best in the team. And yeah, I'd say, so it's very interesting how we're going to line up unpredictable it sounds a lot like our problems as well like Chelsea have also lacked a lot of creativity uh, this yeah. season and that's something 
which Lampard has gone on about, as well as just finishing your chances. Um, but this, I think this this new team that Chelsea is playing, we're, we're, we're creating a lot more chance. If you think about it, we scored three against United, three against Liverpool, two against Wolves. Um, and uh, yeah, we've, I think the only disappointing game we've had since the restart has been Sheffield United um, since the... Uh, sorry, without uh, <laughs> uh, being very creative. Um, but yeah, I, I think it will be really interesting to see how both teams will match up against each other. All right, another key battle that I think we could talk about is going to be Olivier Giroud, David Luiz. Obviously, two guys who know each other relatively well from, from their time at Chelsea together. Um, Olivier Giroud had a really good uh, time playing since the restart. David Luiz maybe slightly the opposite. Um, but I don't know. He has bounced back from that red card, you man, if he hasn't he? Yeah, I think um, that red card, it was just sort of... It was just... You could see it coming from a mile off. I mean, he's, what, 30, 32 now, 33, and he's still making sort of teenager sort of errors. Um, it was like... So you could see that coming, and... But the way he's bounced back has been very impressive because um, he could easily have just not been into it. He could have not fought for his place back in the side because he got dropped the next couple of games, obviously, with the suspension. Even after that, he was dropped. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think Giroud is one of those players that, as an opposition fan, I don't fear him. However, you just know he's going to go and do something. He's not a player that I think, oh, watch Giroud. But then if he gets a chance, I know from his time at Arsenal, I was a big fan of his at Arsenal. Yes, he missed a few chances, but he's clinical and he will score. And I think the issue could be if um, if Giroud, so if Giroud drops off from Louise and focuses on Tierney, Tierney's about five foot nine, Giroud, what, six foot six one? Um, that could be an issue. Heading-wise, if if you're whipping balls into the box, that was why we were successful against Man City. Who did they have? Jesus up front, five foot nine. He wasn't going to be beating David Luiz to a header. Um, so I think that could be an issue if he drops off Luiz. If I was playing up front and I was as tall as he is and small as Tierney is, um, I'd drop off Luiz and focus on Tierney and try and tower above him and win headers. Um, so I think that's the that's the big issue. But Louise sort of plays; he almost plays like a sweeper sort of role. He sort of commands his two other centre backs, Tierney, obviously an unconventional centre back, um, less experienced. So I think experience wise, Louise will be important. Can, will he make a big mistake? I mean, if he does, that'll be that'll be ridiculous um but you can't put it past him that's the issue with him you can't put it past him making a big mistake because that's the arsenal way you know all the players have that sort of mentality where Kalasinac against spurs big mistake mustafi obviously not playing here but makes big mistakes defends well then ruins it by one big mistake so that's the concern but i think i'm fairly confident about Giroud. however Knowing him, he could very well go and score, assist a goal. We saw it in the FA Cup when Ramsey got the winner in 2013 or 14. Um, he assisted both of those goals. He does. He's a big game player. We saw it in Baku. 
Britain. I think, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but I'm fairly sure he's scored in every game that he started since the restart. Should we? I think, and since he started, I think it's. I think City was the only one he didn't score. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think, but the rest he has scored. Yeah, which he started. And a lot of fun. Could not be my striker. Scoring against City. Another another fun fact about Giroud though, he's um in the last four games he scored in first half stoppage time. Really? Yeah, that, that's interesting. <laughs> um I, yeah, that oh I could see that happening again actually. I don't know why. Four games running. Yeah. It's impressive. I think the issue is um, the first goal is vital. Whoever gets the first goal, because if Arsenal get the first goal and say we're trying to dominate the game, if we get the first goal, we can go and sit back at the same time. So can you. Um, so I think that's going to be vital. And I think you'll see both sides flying up the blocks um, because Arsenal know. Arsenal managed to keep out City and Liverpool. Obviously, they conceded one early, but they sat back for about... 40 minutes against uh, Liverpool and about 50 against City and managed to prevent them scoring. Um, so I think the first goal is vital and I've just got to hope that we can be the ones to score it. But it's a bit unpredictable. All right. The next thing I'm going to get you guys to do is a combined 11 of Chelsea and Arsenal. So... What that means is that, you know, obviously you've got to have some players from Arsenal, some players from Chelsea. You might be tempted to just include 11 from your team, but can't do that. <laughs> got, got to have some sort of uh, partiality. But uh, how about we'll go with you, Sam, first, um, sure. and also run us run us through why you've made the decisions that you've made. Right, so I've gone with Annie Martinez in goal, um, no doubt in my mind. If Leno is fit, it would be a tough decision, but Chelsea are well below uh, both of our <laughs> yeah. goalkeepers. Um, I've gone left-back. We're playing a 4-3-3, both agreed, um, just for the ease. Um, left-back, I've gone Tierney. I think that's fairly standard decision. He's been really good since the restart. Um, and if I could play him left, if we had another, if we had Mustafi fit, I would play him left back in the final. But we don't. We're not left with that sort of luxury, as you could say, um, mm. of the god Mustafi at the back. Um, and then centre-backs, um, you guys might not like this. Um, I've gone... We've done sort of an all-season sort of 11, so I've included Mustafi. Um, I've included Mustafi. It might be an unpopular decision, but I think he gets a lot of stick because he's made about four huge mistakes this season. He's made four catastrophic errors, but defended fantastically for the majority of the rest of the season. I think since last season, he's been one of the most improved players in the side, and I think quite a lot of Arsenal fans would agree with me on that. Obviously, there are people with Mustafi, anti-Mustafi agendas, um, but I really like him. I think he's done really well, and I'm gutted for him to, that he's missing out in the final yet again. Um, and then I've gone with David Luiz as the other centre back, and um, I just no, think, I just, <laughs> I'm I just not think Chelsea, that. Chelsea. <laughs> 
Defensive. He would be our fifth. He wouldn't get on our bench. He would be our fifth choice centre back. Yeah, but you wouldn't give him a chance, and then you'd give him a chance to go. Oh, why haven't we been playing him? That's got kicked out with Tamori. Um, Tamori, oh, I don't know. I just think in a big game, I trust Louise. I trust Louise, and he'll go prove me wrong by making a catastrophic error. <laughs> but I'm putting my neck on the line here. I'm saying I trust Louise. I can't Louise. believe you've done that. Um, he was our fifth choice centre back, and you put well, him in a good fight. Arsenal so far, we've sort of uh, seen a pattern. But um, <laughs> right back, right back, Reese James. Um, I wanted to pick Bellerin, but I think Reese James has looked very good from what I've seen of him quite a few games and he's been good in the big games as well so you've got to give that to him Bellerin inconsistent can be fantastic on his day not so good on his on other days um, midfield three this is the toughest choice for me um, I've gone with Ceballos Xhaka and Kovacic um, this is because Mount was up there but I don't I don't trust him at centre mid in a final. I just don't think he's defensive-minded enough um, to play at centre-mid in a final. Um, that's all it comes down to. Kante, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I Kante, I think, I think if we didn't, if we had Kante instead of Ceballos, for example, because I think Xhaka is a must. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Um, he's made a few mistakes, but he's not made a big mistake in a, a long time. Mustn't forget that. Um, if we were to put um, Kante instead of Kovacic or Ceballos, I think Kovacic is also a must, but Kante for Ceballos, there wouldn't be enough attacking impetus there for me. So that's why I think Ceballos is the third midfielder. Jack and Kovacic are musts. Um, both good attacking and defensively. Right, and then up front, I have gone with Pulisic at left wing he's been fantastic and um, I'd love to say Pepe is better than Pulisic but I just I just can't at this point <laughs> uh, at the start of the season I could but at this point yeah. I can't Pepe, I think Pepe gets a lot of a lot of stick just because mm. of his transfer fee but um, Pulisic is a great player um, mm. I've gone a Bamiang on the right because he's right footed and yes, he likes to cut in from the left, but Pulisic plays on the left as well. And Pulisic is a better left winger than Aubameyang is. Aubameyang's experience, he's a versatile player. He can play anywhere in the front three. Um, and then I've got Lacazette up front, um, down the middle. I just think he does a lot for the team off the ball. Um, yeah, at the same time, he's not a Roberto Firmino defensive striker, if you know what I mean. He does a lot off the ball, but he gets goals as well. And he gets goals in big games. It was something like he's got 15 goal-like contributions, so goals or assists against top six sides in his three seasons at the club. Um, and yeah, so I think for that, I think he deserves to start up top. Poff, what about you? Um, yeah, uh, we'll get on to, we'll get, I'll do mine now and I'll just give a warning. My midfield's a bit controversial, um, but we'll go, I've gone with Martinez in goal. Uh, the less said about Kepa, the better. Uh, at left back, I've gone with Saka. I really like Saka. Um, I would any day take him at Chelsea. We've discussed this as well, but I think he's really solid and attacking wise, he's probably one of the best left backs you're going to get. Uh, I've gone with Zuma and Mustafi at the back. 
actually I actually like Mustafi. I think he's quite good. Um, whether I probably could have gone Tamori, maybe even Tierney stuck him in, but I've um, I went with Zuma. Uh, he's been really, so he's been our best centre back uh, probably this season, if we're being honest. Um, over, over all thirty-eight games, and then I've gone Reece James at right back as well. He's he is our star man. Um, he he can put in. He's got a powerful shot. He does, and he's not afraid to. And his crossing, I mean, is it's not it's not Trent level, but it's it's up there. Um, right, midfield three. Um, I've gone with Kante, Kovacic, and Mount. Ooh. <laughs> and Ooh. I wouldn't mind having Xhaka over Kovacic and putting Kante and Xhaka into pivot with Mount ahead. Um, I just think you got to you got to you got to play Mount in this game. He's just too good um, with the press. Um, and then you, if you're going over the season, maybe you don't have Kante. Maybe you have Xhaka over Kante. Um, but I, I, my my original midfield is Mount Kovacic and Kante. I just think individually they're better than. Arsenal's midfielders, but if you're thinking tactically, you may want to go Kante, Xhaka and Mason. Um, and then my front three, I went with Pulisic on the left, Aubameyang up front and Pepe on the right, um, which leaves out Lacazette, Tammy, Giroud. But yeah. I think um, I think Aubameyang's best position is up front and he is, what is he? How many goals score this season? Loads, right? Loads. He's yeah. one of the best, one best strikers in the Premier League. Yeah, twenty. It's incredible. One of the best strikers in the Premier League. Um, Pulisic on the left. He's he's best in a four at the back formation, and he's he's really he's really loving life at the moment. And Pepe, I'm a big fan of. I think I was actually quite disappointed when we didn't get him in the end um, last season. Obviously, him being, I think it's a Chelsea fan, or him saying he would only move to Chelsea in the Premier League. Yeah. But um, I think people do look at the price tag too much. Same with Harry Maguire, who is a, actually a solid centre-back. But if you're thinking 70 yeah. mil, is he worth? No. If you're thinking Pepe, 72, probably not. Um, I think the thing with Pepe, yeah. the thing with him, it's yes, it's 72 million, but it's in instalments. And a lot of people don't realise that. It's 20 million a year, which, yes, he's got to do a lot to make that worthwhile. But we've been paying Ozil, I think it's 12.5 million a year wages for mm-hmm. the past five years. Yeah. It's like Pepe's wages, I think, are about 120,000 a week or so. Um, and I just think a lot of people think, oh, 72 million immediately. There's no catch to that. It's 72 million up front. But I think over time, he'll be worth his while, I think. Mm. And also mm-hmm. with mine, um, looking at it again, um, Mount and Ceballos, fairly interchangeable. Um, I'd go, I'd definitely, if we were playing a 4-2-3-1, I'd go in Mount for sure at Cam. I just think in if we were playing an FA Cup final, Mount defensively just isn't as strong when you've got Kovacic who's, who can run with the ball and go forward. Um, I think that would leave us a bit open. But if we were playing a 4-2-3-1, 100% I'd be picking Mount as well. Just uh, for all the Chelsea mm. fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for something slightly different. Mm. I'll run through mine. Um, in gold, anyone out of I mean, Martinez or Leno don't really care. Just not Kepa. Left back. Left back is a tough one. Um, I really like Marcus Alonso. 
But in a back four, Saka or Tierney, I like them both. I'm going to go Saka because I just really like him. Uh, but I, I do think Tierney's really good as well. Uh, I think I've seen, I've seen more of Saka, so I'll just go for him. Centre-back, I am going Zuma and Tomori. I don't think you can make a case for Arsenal centre-backs in, in any any form. Uh, would make a case for Saliba, but that's kind of cheating. Um, next season, it'll be, be different. See, yeah, um, yeah I, I would go Saliba if I was allowed, but I'm not. Um, so, yeah, Zuma and Tomori for me. Um, right back, Reese James. Midfield, I'm going to go. Kante, um, Kovacic and Xhaka, I think. Um, I'd be tempted to put Ozil in there, even though he has one good game in 20. If it's that one good game, he's unplayable. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I'd be tempted to go Kante, Kovacic with Ozil ahead. Um, and then I'm going to shoehorn Mason Mount in on the right wing. Um, I'm not sure if it's the best idea in a back four, but when we play a 3-4-3, three, three, that's actually his best position in my opinion. So I'll, I'll, I'll put Mason there. He can do a job anywhere, really. And then obviously Pulisic and Aubameyang, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Um, so yeah, um, I think you can make a case for quite a few different options. Um I think the centre-back is the most uh, contentious position, probably. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to round it off with some score predictions um, and also maybe thinking about you know, what the result's going to mean going into next season. Obviously, we spoke at the beginning about how Arsenal need to win this if they want Europa League. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, Sam, on whether you would actually want Europa League next season I know it makes a, a difference financially in terms of transfer budget and attracting players and stuff but if, if you don't think about that then if I were an Arsenal fan I would rather just focus on the league have no Europe as soon as you've already proved that you're unable to win it over the last what three four years yeah um, I think it makes a difference because of the reputation we're playing continental football Um if we qualify. Um, and that makes a difference. I think Aubameyang will probably stay if we win the FA Cup and therefore get Europa League. Um, so I think that's one of the main reasons, to be honest, the fact that it's if we win, then Aubameyang hopefully will stay. Um, financially, obviously, it makes the difference. Um, that could be the finances that could afford Aubameyang's new contract, um, we could hope. And I just think, I think the Europa League is our best chance of qualifying for the Champions League in the next year until we get proper investment. This year, had we beaten Olympiacos, who would we have been playing? Um, Wolves. We would have been playing Wolves and I would have fancied us against them. And I think, I think that would have been our biggest chance of uh, qualifying. And so I think it's... Like it's easy to say, oh, it fatigue for the players, but I think realistically, when you look at it, you think we tend to play our youth players up until about the round of sixteen, um, at which point we start taking it seriously. So I don't think I think the players should be able to manage two games a week realistically, 
I think with the technology available, recovery, I think they should be able to manage that. Yes, for injuries, there's that extra risk, but I still think we need to qualify for the Europa League. Not um, not just that, but also to prevent the memes that will be going about <laughs> Arsenal don't even qualify for the Europa yeah. League. Yeah. Already, so. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so I think we're just going to round it off with, with some score predictions. I'll go see you, Sam, first. What do you think? Um, I think it's important who gets the first goal, um, but I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Um, I think it'll be 2-1 to Arsenal, reminiscent of the 2016 final. Mm-hmm. 2017 might be 2018 mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think 2-1 to Arsenal I think we'll get the first goal we'll concede and then you'll be dominating the game and we'll hit you on the counter I hope mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm, I'm not a big fan of doing predictions before the lineup because the lineup gets me nervous but I'm going to I'm going to say 1-1 an extra time and Pulisic to score the winner an extra time um, oh wow so yeah, I just I I can't I wouldn't be able to handle pens like my nerves would just go I I just wouldn't be able to handle it. I'm watching it with five friends as well. One's an Arsenal fan, so that should be interesting. I, I'm actually really confident, but I don't want to you know sound mm. too overconfident and go yeah mm. we're going to win five 0 and then we lose. Um, that'd be a bit embarrassing. But I I'm tempted to say three nil, um, but I'm not. I'm going to say 3-1. Um, Mark Alonso is going to score probably a free kick. He loves scoring free kicks at Wembley or just like a, a tap-in uh, or, or a header from a corner, maybe. Um, we haven't scored from a corner. Eh? We, we are vulnerable. We? We're vulnerable from corners, so Rude. it's going to be yeah. a, an interesting, yeah. so we, yeah. be an interesting line-up with uh, mm. one team that can't defend and one team that aren't so good at. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, Marcus Alonso to score. Um, and I think Tammy Abraham will get a cheeky goal off the bench as well uh, to, to put him in good stead for next season. Uh, yeah, uh, that's my prediction. Um, I think that's it, really. Uh, I'm just going to say thank you so much for joining us, Sam. It's great to get oh, you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and obviously good luck for the game hopefully <laughs> you won't end up too happy afterwards after I don't know I wouldn't say I've made bold predictions but I've expressed confidence uh, in the team so I don't want to end up looking stupid <laughs> alright and, and thank you as well Pat. thank you I've been on a few recently and hopefully if we do win we can clip out a few clips from today's podcast and just mm. embarrass you on Twitter yeah so that'd yeah. be great <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good all right so yeah that that wraps up today's podcast as a, as always you can find us on on our social medias make sure to follow us over there on twitter and instagram at the chelsea spot on both go check out our website with some fantastic articles um and should you want to listen to this podcast anywhere else it's available pretty much everywhere spotify itunes whatever google you name it um but yeah thank you guys for joining me thank you for listening And we will see you next time.